welcome everybody. Today Anna from Knista is with us and I would love to introduce you. Very warm welcome to you. Hello. I'm so curious to hear more about your company. It's an early stage company in the IoT system. You're in the tech world. World, <laughs> yeah, in the green tech world. Do you want to say a little bit more about exactly. this? Exactly. Hello, Maria. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited. This is my first interview in that kind. Um, so what we do at Knista, or we develop a energy data management software platform where it's easy for non-data scientists, such as energy managers, to work with their IoT sensor data in order to themselves find energy efficiency measures on a really sustainable and daily basis. But how do you do this? Do you have sensors or how, 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 yeah. how are you able to measure this? Yeah. yeah, so we experienced that there is already a lot of IoT sensor data being stored in the manufacturing industry. So people already found out about 10 to 5 years ago that it makes sense to measure everything that's going on, especially in the production. But the problem is that a lot of these existing data is not being used to improve processes, especially not in energy efficiency use cases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so the companies have the data, but they're not able to combine it or to use it for different kind of questions or, or topics or problems they have. The reason why they don't do it is not because they can't, but it's two, two main reasons. First of all, Energy was not really a big decision-making mm. factor in the manufacturing industry. And it is now. Yes, and it's getting more important. So the amount of small use cases can actually lead to a lot of savings, time and energy efficiency, um, CO2-wise and also cost-wise. Mm -hmm. So this is one reason why this IoT data gets more interesting for those use cases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the biggest problem why data is not being used there that much either is because the engineers, the energy managers who are trained mechanical engineers mm -hmm. are not the ones who are trained to work and analyze IoT sensor data, which is complicated data. Software or data yeah, science. Yeah, time series data. Yeah, so you need yeah. special skills like knowing how to program in Python or Julia. And those are the people who learned how machines work. So mm. we want to give them a tool where they can calculate and analyze data just how they learned it intuitively and easy and also collaboratively and this is why they need one platform where they can access organize and manage the data and cool. then intuitively work with it as well mm -hmm. so this cool. is what we do how did you came up with this idea yeah so this is Actually, my co-founder Benjamin, mm -hmm. who's a mechanical engineer, was the first one who experienced this problem himself. Mm -hmm. So he's mm -hmm. kind of the first user of what we're doing now. Um, he uh, had the task of increasing energy efficiency in a semiconductor facility um, using data. And this is what he did. And in his PhD thesis, of course, he had time for that. And with a lot of sweat and tears, mm. he managed to save like 20% of energy usage in this one facility. So with this great success on the one side, but all this pain of getting there on the other side, this is why, where I met him. I studied environmental technologies mm -hmm. and international affairs. So kind of in the topic, I, he immediately got me saying, you could do this, nobody does it because it's painful. Let's do it. You told me before that you're at the moment seven people, so in an early stage area. 
What would you say was so far your biggest learning? We have four people working full-time and, mm -hmm. and a few of them like different um, contracts. Um, and within the team, we had a lot of bigger learnings. What was the biggest one? During times of crisis is always where you learn the most. So mm. getting to know the team also in the... In the Pandemic yes, times. Yes, yeah. exactly. Lockdown. How, how did you manage this time? You, you all, uh, you've seen each other or you worked at home or how do you yeah. manage this? So we were incubated at the TU Wien. Mm -hmm. So we had our office there starting when the pandemic started. So we had to move out of the office quite soon. Mm. And um, ever since we are working from home, all of us um, mm -hmm. still. What I learned there is I had the same expectations towards myself when starting from working at home. I'm like, okay, this is just a switch of, of scenery, but I can have the same output I did have in the daily life at mm -hmm. the office. Mm -hmm. And with this expectation, I got very um, frustrated because mm. it's a worldwide pandemic. Things are changing. You don't see. So it's okay to cope with it first. Exactly. And, yeah, 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 this is what I had to learn. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, mm. that's the biggest thing. And that's also where we learned as a team to really take care of ourselves and with that, taking care of each other as well. I think that's that so wonderful that you're saying this because I think that's one of the main parts in mental health that yes. you first take care about yourself because otherwise you're not able to give something. Yeah, yeah, true, right. And first you have to take care about uh, yourself. Yeah. Uh, and it's like in the airplanes, you know, you always hear take the mask for you first yes. then for the kid it's yeah it's a, a little and bit it's the hardest part it's not I that know. easy <laughs> <laughs> i know easy. having four kids i really know this how would you say knister um, will be in five years we have a big vision like that people are working on energy efficiency measures collaboratively mm -hmm. and this is why we're building this platform because we see that if one facility gets more energy efficient in times of crisis in, that we are in at the moment with the mm. climate crisis, we need to step over our company boundaries and share those measures, be en more energy efficient collaboratively. And I think if Gnista could be uh, the foundation for that, the one platform where people work on with data to really see how much CO2 we are emitting, to really see what could be done better, I think this is our our goal and where we have to head and we don't have that much time so I think in five years we're going to be pretty far with that or we need to be. Mm. Yeah. yeah we need to be, that's yes. the time of uh, another kind of crisis. Yes yeah? exactly. What would you say is the most important thing that you brought into the game Yeah, as a female founder or as a co-founder or as a managing partner? What, mm -hmm. what was the most important thing um, you were able to bring into the team? I'm super lucky with my two co-founders as they're already very caring and very respectful towards our well-being. Yes, Good to exactly. Hear. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's why I feel so well in that team. So what I bring is probably also in, in situations of crisis, um, it's easy to step out of my comfort zone. Yes, comfort yeah. zone, but also of my, if I'm grumpy, it's easier for me to stop being grumpy for the sake of the team and the conversation mm -hmm. and in terms of the team i think we work super well together because this asking who, how are you thing 
yeah. is considered as a really high priority. Yeah, you heard we're doing these founder checks yes. instead of anatomy. But I'm curious also about the feedback culture. Yeah, How mm -hmm. do you establish this kind of things in these mm -hmm. um, days? There are not too many rules because that's complicated, but there is one rule, not giving unasked feedback. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of the, the one thing. I never give feedback if nobody asks you to. What we are trying to implement is giving feedback only by asking. And as, as a founder, you start by asking and mm. then being very transparent. What did you think about me doing this and that? Mm. And by mm. me asking, maybe then the next person will be brave enough to ask as well. Mm -hmm. And I think this is much more constructive than just giving feedback that is nobody asked for. Yeah, yeah. So true, yes. so true. Yeah. <laughs> and you already recruited your first employees. How was this? What was the experience with this? Our first full-time employee is actually a good friend of one of our founders. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really have the whole A network typical, candidate. Yes. No, 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 that's fine. Network yeah. candidates are wonderful. Yes, yeah. and um, he's amazing. And they started working together so fast because they already knew each other. Mm -hmm. But then with, um, we, we were looking for a UI UX designer. This is where we had a bit more of a scouting process. There were just two things that were super important to me. Is one is giving clear expectations to the candidate of how the process is going to be. Because mm -hmm. I think expectation setting in the process is super important. And then when deciding, we just um, really being small enough could really decide with our gut feeling. Mm. And this was a great choice because your gut feeling tells you so much. Yeah, you should yeah. really listen yeah, yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know, the first employees are always so important for the culture yes. too. And yeah, exactly. exactly. So you did a good job. Yes, I think so. We're yeah. super happy with the yeah. people we got. Yeah. You mentioned mental health before. Mm -hmm. We said it's so important to really take care about ourselves. How are you dealing with this topic in your company? First of all, we always openly communicate that we don't want to hurt ourselves because by hurting ourselves, we start hurting each other. Mm. Just with the feedback with mental health issues, I think it's really guiding with making an example. So when I start openly start to talk about how I feel today, I think this gives people the room to also share. Mm. And this is how you can address so sensible topics way better than, you know, just making it okay to be not motivated one day. If I'm not motivated, every day. I just say it and then it's okay. And so if you're struggling, so to say, you just say it out loud or yes. I sometimes just take a walk or yeah, how do you deal with this? Yes. Okay. This is also like the balance. I try to leave Vienna nearly every weekend. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. is something really, I know what's good for myself, which is being in the nature. I really try to force myself nearly every weekend to really go outside and do that because then I get the energy back um, to really come back to the week and work again. Mm -hmm, yes, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think those are like small kind of things you get to know, to, you get to learn about yourself and then you really have to be strict or kind of try to really stick to those things. You know, in this early stage um, times, there is one syndrome, the I'm my company syndrome. Did you hear about this? The imposter syndrome. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yes, yeah, exactly. I heard about yeah. it. 
feel it. I feel it totally. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, in the beginning, when it, people were asking me what I'm doing, I never said this. Like, I, I have a startup. It took me so long to really say it and own it. I think it's a very common challenge that all people in my bubble kind of face. Everybody feels like mm. an imposter. Yes, and by addressing it, we maybe can make it go away <laughs> or make it better. The best thing is to really take care about yourselves and really speak about this and being aware, yes. as you told us, um, that there is this syndrome. Right. Yeah, and there is the whole world outside. Yeah. Exactly. Just the company. Right. <laughs> I think so too. I think it should be so normalized that, especially as a founder in a, in a startup area, yes, we cry once a week. That's normal, <laughs> yeah. standard. <laughs> yes, imposter syndrome. Yes, anxieties. Just gotta be comfortable in the chaos, right? <laughs> yeah, and flexible. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And it's normal. We all do it. We have one uh, part where we try to um, complete sentences. Okay. Yeah. The tool that makes your life easier is Confluence from Atlassian. Mm. Yes, it's a kind of wisdom organization page. A bit like Notion. I think Notion is more common. Yeah. But we love Confluence because it's such a low level. I have to look this up. Yes. Because I like really Notion. Yeah. Yes. It's also, I don't use Notion, so I don't know it that well. But for us, Confluence is really great. Cool. In a world led by women, there would be more peace. Hmm. There are even studies supporting the theory. I think that if more women would be in leadership positions, personalities like being more sensible would be norm. The superpower you wish you had is? I'd love to look into the future. <laughs> to, to A glimpse sometimes. Yes, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, just to see where it all leads and maybe see one or the other challenge coming up. So to be prepared, that would be great. Thank you, Anna. This was amazing. Thanks for having me. This is great. Um, I hope you can match many co-founders and find many people <laughs> to start in a startup environment. I think this is a great mission. And thanks for having me, yes. Always looking for heroes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love the song, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks.